Hey, everybody, welcome back. HSC Podcast 93. Uh, we got through Christmas. We all made it. So getting back on the mic here at Big Box Steve, Fresh West, and uh, Big Smooth. Uh, how's, how's Christmas? Christmas good for everybody? Busy. Yeah, right? It was a gauntlet. I saw that on a podcast yesterday. I was so tired that I was like... I just laid down. I was like, I, I don't even want to get up. No, I agree because I slept all day. Well, like I got a fever now, days. I think, from it. And now, I, yeah, I went to bed early last night and then took a nap yeah. today. And, yeah. Sleep yeah, it's day. just all those days in a row. And, you know, I've always been a last-minute shopper. So going into not just There's the nothing, grocery though. stores, but... I went to the mall, dude. It was really bad. So nothing worse than the mall when it's a weekend Christmas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when when you have that Saturday Sunday, yeah, yeah. the last two days. Like if it's like Wednesday Christmas, you know the mall's not as bad on Tuesday or Monday. But when it's a Monday Christmas and you got Saturday and Sunday for the last minute shoppers, it's insane. Did you go to Washington Square? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, the nice yeah. one though. That's got tons of stores. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I had to go to Costco get foods for dinner. You know, then I had to go you had to, to cook you know... prime rib all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, it's, I would it's not just Costco that weekend. No way. Yeah, it was packed. It was packed. So, uh, the holiday rush was was fun. Uh, so yeah, just a little, little bit of relaxing there, you know, watching some of the games. Not as many as uh, I wanted to watch over the weekend, over the course, but um, so a lot of a lot of crazy things happen in the NFL. We talk about those, uh, but first, uh, first thing I want to do is get into college a little bit because this is obviously we got to talk our college week now, right? Because all the bowl games will be played by our, well, it won't get through the championship, of course, right? But all everything coming up, right, up to right. who's going to be playing that will we'll get played. So we got to jump into that today and just kind of talk about, uh, definitely get our predictions, what's happening. Before we actually talk about that, I mean, you saw it already, obviously, in the USC game, a lot of other games, like guys just aren't playing in these bowl games. Now, obviously the national championship games, you know, in the playoff games, guys are going to play, but what do you think about that? I mean, have you guys been looking at that? Like Florida state, for example, what they announced, like 13 guys aren't playing. I think they're they're more than that. Losers. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> losers. Yeah. Go in the NFL. Like, like, so what? Like if you were to beat Georgia, yeah, you would have been legit. Like, you know, but they all sold out. Like fuck them, a <laughs> bunch of losers. It's just kind of crazy. <laughs> Bo Nix is even playing, so right. Yeah, Bo Nix is playing. <laughs> and they're playing the Liberty. <laughs> but I mean, it's not. I mean, uh, I think Florida State has. They got a lot of guys that are a little bit, you know. But her over the not getting but her, you know what? School, you know, so hey, hey, if you think you're the best team in the country, 
go out and beat Georgia. Because Alabama barely beat Georgia. Like, and that's their only loss in 30 games, right? Yeah. So if you think if you think you're such, you know what? That's why there needs to be a couple national championships. It's not fair to these teams, you know. It's it's just garbage. The whole well, it might business. be it might be a good argument for the upset. But for right, you right. to sit there and say, you know what, I'm gonna ditch the whole team, and I'm just gonna like, no, I'm not gonna play. That's kind of garbage. No, it, it might be a good argument though for the bigger playoff, right? Because well, it's gonna happen, and you're not gonna year. have people, you know, opting out of the playoff game. Well, you don't think so, but well, you had um Texas backup quarterback going to the transfer portal. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that happened quite a bit, though, right? There's quite a few guys that went in the transfer portal that aren't gonna play. Yeah. Right. But I mean, what happens oh. if Ewers gets hurt? He would have had to play, you know. Right. Yeah, Arch Manny. Now it's Arch. Arch. <laughs> yeah. It's whatever he wants, anyways. That, I mean, it's kind of crazy when they were comparing Arch Manning's NIL earnings to uh, Rock Purdy's salary. <laughs> what is it? I didn't hear it. Arch Manning made like three point five million, give or take, and uh, brought eight hundred eight hundred seventy thousand. <laughs> well, the way he played against the Ravens, maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, he earned yeah. it. He earned it on Monday, didn't he? <laughs> that was harsh. So, uh, yeah, so that was that's disappointing, right? But. We still got playoff games to play, which is exciting, right? So there's even though some of these teams guys are opting out, they may, you know, not might not make for the most exciting bowl games for the day, you know. But it's still, you know, we got a playoff. We got four teams in it playing for the national championship, and and uh, you know that's what we got, right? Are you predicting the games tonight? We got to pick them, otherwise uh, we. We won't have we won't have a podcast for their play. Wow. So we gotta get our picks in now, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh let's start. Let's see if there's any other games we even want to talk about here before we get into the playoff games. Uh let's see. Oklahoma I mean, State, Texas are playing right now. Louisville USC What's play. the score on that? 31-20 Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, I think they're kind of expected to win that game. How about this uh, Arizona at Oklahoma? That should be a an interesting game. When's that? Tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? That is tomorrow. Yes, yeah, ESPN six fifteen. Uh, that should be fun, right? But yeah. is, is Oklahoma's tomorrow? quarterback six, playing? Yeah. No. Gabriel's the gone. Duck. He went, no, yeah, he's gone, so they're going right? to play as the play Ducks back. got Gabriel and Dante Moore. Yeah, that's stupid. I'd rather have Dante Moore because Gabriel is really not that good. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, that's I'll take Dante Moore. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Gabriel either. No, he's he's 
he's a nice quarterback, but he doesn't fit Oregon's system. No. Uh, so regardless of Gabriel not playing here, let's say Arizona goes and beats Oklahoma here in this game. They should. Like, that puts Arizona kind of on a good st- track for next year. No. Or yeah, Arizona has, they, Ar- they play Arizona a really good season. Arizona has a chance of winning the Big 12. You know, Big 12 is not – Kansas looks – did you watch Kansas last night? No, Kansas, I didn't see the Kansas game. Kansas got some good pieces too, but it's not the same of having Oklahoma and Texas in your conference. You right. know? It's up for grab. Utah, Arizona, you know, any of those teams can win. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that really says I mean this is a lot for Arizona season they had. They're ranked 14th right now. Uh outside the two close games, you know, they were right there. Yeah. So that should be fun to watch. Oregon State at Notre Dame. Or not at Notre Dame, but I guess against Notre Dame. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but that's going to be both teams are in shambles, right? I mean, right. They not lost a lot of people playing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oregon State's without their head coach. Right. A bunch of the coordinators Two left. Two quarterbacks. Yeah. You know quarterback quarterback. Yeah, it's harsh. Probably some of the offensive linemen aren't going to play. Should be a good uh, a running matchup against the defense right <laughs> you see how good Oregon State's run game is against Notre Dame's defense about all the excitement you'll get right yeah yeah <laughs> uh Missouri Ohio State and again yeah. you know you come to all these games you keep talking about well who's not playing right but still number nine number seven uh Missouri you know holding that higher ranking uh, into number nine in Ohio State, one loss all year, right? And they lost to potentially the best team. Missouri's got a lot to prove. You know, that could be an interesting game. You know, be a fun game to watch. Oh. Well, I think Missouri has more. You're right. They have more at stake, right? Missouri oh, yeah. wants to win that game. Yeah, they've been sneaky good all year, you know. Fun. And then Saturday, Penn State, Old Miss. Eh, I could do without. I'm not but, excited to watch that game. I don't want to see Penn State anymore, but I think <laughs> Old Miss is going to win that game because they have more offense. You know, it's yeah. Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin's not going to lay down. He's just, you know, he should beat Penn State. Yeah. And of course, Florida State, Georgia on Saturday. Bro. Did you see the point spread? Georgia's favored by spread? 18 and a half. 19. Wow. <laughs> 19. Oh, okay. How, well. are you, how are you favored by 19 points? Because everybody's not playing. Right. So do they cover that? <laughs> like if you're a betting guy, you, you yeah, betting on they, Georgia? Georgia's gonna smoke them. Yeah. You're gonna smoke them. Obviously, they're already without their quarterback, and then now the rest of their team's not yeah. playing. Yeah, it's just dumb. Probably tough for Florida State because even Georgia's backups were playing; they're still good. Yeah. 
Uh, Oregon at Liberty. Boom. Liberty have a chance. No. No. Nick's is Nick's is starting. They should yeah. smoke him. So you think he goes out, plays the first half, they get up by you know three, four touchdowns, and then he sits. Well, I'm not gonna mock Liberty's quarterback is good too. He's gonna be a he'll probably be a third round pick, fourth round, but overall. Do you see what the over under was? What is it? Sixty six and a half. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, they might score that in the first half. Yeah. I don't know. That 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 seems to me like a game that's gonna have a lot of points in it. So I, I'd probably go over on that. Uh, but I don't think Liberty has much of a chance in that game, so I don't know how much fun it's going to be to watch, to be honest with you. Well, that's the thing. We don't really know. It's like, how can you predict what Oregon does on a weekly basis? You know, <laughs> maybe they right. don't take them seriously. You know, they yeah, I don't know why Bo Nix would play and not I take the either. game. Well, the the reason why did you watch the Heisman ceremony? He, I mean he he cares about landing. And I think that's part of the part of the thing. He he wants to finish it out for landing. You know, even though he shouldn't do it, but you know, he's trying to be a nice guy. I mean, I, honestly, I, I wouldn't even play if I was him. No, I wouldn't either. If you if I was if you were playing a better team and it meant more, like but you're playing Liberty. You're playing Liberty. You know how many people I talked to? They don't even know Liberty comes. Right. <laughs> like who's Liberty? So all right. So I mean, those are some of the games coming up. And honestly, not a lot of excitement for me around those games. But uh obviously Monday. We've got the first round of the playoff. So let's start here with Washington and Texas. Um, how how does this game how's this game gonna go? You know, what what's what's this gonna look like throughout the game? Who's gonna win? Like, let's let's talk about this game for a second. Is it are they gonna score a lot of points? I mean, I, I could see this be a high scoring game. The over under is 63 and a half on this one. Texas favored by four. But I mean, if you look at it, Washington's skill players are probably not the best, but really close to the best in the nation. If you look at running back, wide receivers, quarterback, right? I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, you got they got two really good wide receivers and arguably. You know, one of the top five quarterbacks, maybe Ro top three Ro quarterbacks. Rome's going to be a top ten guy. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Or I think he, he might. Guy. Uh, but Dylan Johnson's been great at running back. It's solid. You know, Washington got ranked best offensive line in the country yesterday. Best offensive line as well, huh? Yep. 
You know, huh. well. So, I mean, you look at their number one in, in passing yards. They're number 10 in points scored. And, uh, and they, so, got, they, got, they got a big chip. I think everybody thinks that Texas is going to roll them. I think I think Texas is going to get a lead. And I think Washington's going to come back and beat them. Hell. You know. Even though I all week I'm like Texas should beat them, but you know what? Washington's got weapons, and they got to utilize them. They 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 went through the gauntlet of the Pac-12 and they went undefeated. That should say something, to a certain extent. You know, right? I'm not a big. I I've never been a big fan of Washington the whole year, but the way they played against Oregon, I have to hand it to them. You know, maybe they'll play the same way against Texas. You know, I'm not a big Ewers. I don't think he. I think he's overrated. Yeah, he's not that bit. good. Do you think? Do you think the same way? I don't think yeah, he's I that do. good. I'm, I'm I, I don't think he's Texas. horrible, but I don't know he's if he's good. as good as, he's as not what people great. are saying. He's not great. You know, Washington should win that game. My my question is Washington. What's weird for me is Washington, watching Washington play in other games besides the Oregon's games, their defense never looked really good to me, right? And then in the Oregon games, their defense shows up. So was that say that their defense will show up here against Texas? That's that's because I think that's the question mark for Washington, right? They're they're obviously talented on offense, but uh, can they stop Texas? Yeah. Well, they beat them last. Did you see the it's funny. In the in the Alamo last year, they you know, Washington beats them twenty-seven to twenty. And how how much of a difference it is a year later. You know. Probably quite a bit. I feel like Washington's a much better team this year. <laughs> I think year. Washington's better, yeah. I think Washington is better this year. I don't know that Texas is much better this year. No. But I think yeah. they because you know they lost Bijan, you know, and they Yeah. Yeah, what, I think Washington should win that game. You know, but you know, you know what Washington's problem is they didn't want to travel down south. That's why they're pitching for the Rose Bowl. We want to go in the Rose Bowl. And it's like, go down to New Orleans. I know you're going to be outnumbered by Texas fans in the Superdome. I mean, they're going to be loud, obnoxious, idiot Texas fans. Just go in there and take care of business. You know, they should. They should win that game. Are you are you taking Washington then? Of course I am. Okay. You're Washington. They should win that game. Because I'm not a big Ewers fan. I don't think he's that good. Yeah. I think he's a nice quarterback. He's a nice fourth, fifth round quarterback in the NFL, but everyone thinks he's so good. I don't think he's that good. I think this is gonna tell you a lot about the Pac-12, Washington, how Washington plays here. Because, um, yeah, were there a lot of highly ranked Pac-12 teams? Sure. I mean, but we don't know how that correlates <laughs> to playing a, a team like Texas or an SEC team. Well, I feel like everyone is talking about Texas because they beat Alabama, right? Right. Well, was that week two? 
Right. Well, that, and that Jalen Moreau is a lot better than he was in week two. He he wasn't. He was confused. He didn't know. They weren't ready. That and so was, that was like that a was big an thing. Asterisk. What happened? Yeah. But I mean, Texas still only had one loss all year, and that was a close game against Oklahoma. They, you know, what Oklahoma was playing well at that time. I think they're ranked six or something like that. Yeah, but Washington is undefeated and beat Oregon twice. So you could and, say. And, but not only that, that's why it's just an interesting matchup because Texas, you know, Texas is deep. They get, right. they're deeper than Washington. It's just the fact is, Washington, if they have to, if they're going to out, if they're going to win the game, they're going to have to outgun Texas. They're going to have to throw the football to beat Texas. Right. And they yeah, can't. And it's you in know? a dome. Right. Yeah. That's good. I think that's good for Washington. Because um, they do have really talented, like, you know, Derek, you're saying probably uh, a more talented skill positions than Texas does. They do. Um, I'll take Penix over yours any day of the week. Uh, what, where, where do you go? What do you take it, Derek? Yeah, I'm taking Washington too. Wait, we already said if we want like advantage, Washington has the advantage in every position on offense. Yeah. Yeah. And can we trust? I mean, we just talked about make the Pac 12 big, but is the Big 12 even any good? Yeah. We're talking like losing Texas and Oklahoma, and we're already talking about Arizona and Utah winning that conference just like that. Right. So obviously there's nothing below Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, there's not much. Not much to speak of currently. Um, yeah. I mean it's it's tough. <coughs> oh man, this I think it'll be a, a close game. I think it'll be a shootout. I'll, I'm gonna go with Washington as well. Uh but I'll tell you, Washington's defense scares me. Because I've seen them in games this year just completely not show up. Yeah. And that, and that, but again, that comes down to is, let's say yours is going out. Is yours a, is a first round pick? I don't think he's that good. Right. You know, all this noise about you. I'm like, he's, we'll see. Maybe I'm That's why he's staying. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's going to come down to, though, I don't know that it even comes down to the quarterbacks per se, right? I think, again, it comes down to more whose defense plays better, uh, whose line blocks better. I think, right? I think, I think Texas has been building that program like Alabama has. They have deeper pockets than Washington, but I think Washington can overcome that. In the end, maybe Washington has to come back and win that game. Right. But I still, I'm going to believe in Washington. Call me, you know, of course, Texas is deeper than Washington. It's freaking Texas. But I still think offensively, Washington should overcome that. And if they can't, that's, they should have beat Oregon. You know? (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't. I, I were, think it could go either way. They were forgetting about DeBoer's Coach of the Year, right? Right. Yeah. 
You know what the offensive line of the year they voted AP Washington. <laughs> Washington. They have right. the offensive line of the year. So that should say something too. Okay. Well, I guess we're all in agreement here. We're gonna go Washington, huh? We'll go Washington. All right, let's do it. Now we gotta Washington's... talk about Michigan, Alabama. Yes, now we talk That's about Michigan, Alabama. That's um, a brutal one. Well, I don't know. I think Michigan on paper should win this game. I agree. Because I think I honestly believe Alabama overachieved this year. And by getting to the playoff, by beating Georgia, like it just kind of solidified that for me. I've never been a big fan of Milro. Like I just not don't think he's that great. He, yes, he can run the ball. I mean, you look at the Auburn game. Is is for me when you're have to throw a fourth and thirty against the Auburn, you know, to to keep your season alive. Yeah, um, that's that's tough. But wasn't so, that pass one of the best passes you ever seen? Though that was crazy. Oh, that was <laughs> well. It's they, like they catch in the back. Dude, that was insane. It's it's one of those like everything that was like came the best together. Play of the year. Yeah, it, it's one of those like it, everything had to work out just like that for it to to work. Yeah, it's not even like the play you wanted to call. Like it's not like that was the play, right? <laughs> it was like everything that happened during that play to come up to that yeah. throw had to do it like that for that to work. Because otherwise, how are you completing like a regular route on fourth and thirty? It was insane. You're not just like, okay, here's what we're going to run on fourth and 30 into the end zone. Look, let's get into our fourth and 30 play calls. Yeah. He's like, hey, you guys remember that fourth and 30 uh, touchdown? We practiced every week. We practiced. <laughs> let's call that play. So, uh, but still, that one worried me. Just how they played all year has worried me. I get it. They're, they're playing better than they have, especially at the beginning of the year. They yeah. beat Georgia. That's There's something to say for that. Um, I also don't believe Georgia had a very good game plan. I think he got out coached in that game. Um, well, Nick Saban. I mean, <laughs> so as that being said, like you know, I, I want to be like, well, Michigan looks like the clear favorite, but then you're like, well, it's Alabama, right? Alabama, Alabama ha- is going to have more athletes than anybody in the country. They're going to be deeper than any team. They have more pro-ready players every year. It actually so, should be an epic game. And, and Michigan likes to choke in the, in the playoffs. Like, like we know the, that. That's why you think they're not going to choke because they choke the last <laughs> yeah, You're year. like, it can't happen every year. <laughs> yeah. But if they choke against TCU, then how are they going to fare against a team like Alabama? Who's loaded? Right. Like, yeah. That's a tough one. They're a much better team this year than last year, for sure. Who is? Michigan. They had a lot of holes last year. A lot of holes. Yeah, but they're not playing TCU. No, no, like this is this is the test, dude. You know, this you is know, the you know, test. You know, you know what people said about 
Alabama is uh, they're going to lock. They have Alabama's corners. They're going to go in the first round, both of them. Right. They they're going to lock down Michigan's receivers. But, I mean, Michigan's going to run the so ball McCar- anyway. So, McCarthy's going to have no. <laughs> That's what I heard. Right, but Corum is going to be the guy. Yeah, but with, wow, when you have wow, corners like that, man. they could just man on, you know, and they could go in the box. Go right? in the box. Because, because because that's the thing is, I, I agree. I don't think Michigan's going to choke three years in a row. I think Michigan's going to find a way to win that game. Even... You know what's you know why? Because I think Milrose is gonna throw picks. What's the what's the line on this game? I don't know. It's gonna be Alabama. Um it is Michigan one and a half. No, Michigan one and a half, huh? That's crazy. So it's a pick 'em. Right, right, right. Oh man. Okay. I, I think they're, I think playing I, in the Rose Bowl. I I think the only thing Alabama should win that game. But I think Milrose might turn the ball over a little bit. I think that will be their undoing. Trust me, I, I want to pick Alabama very badly. But look at Michigan. They got a lot to prove. And McCarthy, I think everyone's throwing shade on McCarthy. McCarthy is a good quarterback. Is he a pro quarterback? No. Is he a college winner and a college quarterback? Maybe. I think I think he could pull that game out. That's the only reason I'm gonna give Michigan the edge. I don't think Michigan's offense wins this game. I think Michigan has to play really good defense. Well, they're gonna because well, they you're gonna points. be you're gonna be facing this run versus the short pass that they've developed over the last few weeks, like Alabama's gotten really good at this to where it's like, if you're going to stop Milrow from running, he's going to dink it off to, to the, to the running backs. Yeah. And now you've got, what are you going to do? Like Georgia tried to spy him all game and it killed him because they had nobody to, to cover the running backs. The running backs were just catching it out in the flat, catching five yards and, and taking off. Yeah. Yeah, but Michigan has to figure out a way to stop that game plan because if you don't, it's either Milrow runs for five to ten yards or he throws a short pass to the running back who goes for five to ten yards, and you got to figure out a way to stop that. Yeah. So I think it comes down to Michigan's defense. Like, can they come up with a good game plan to shut that down, get Alabama out of that game plan, and force them to? you know, play a pro-style offense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Michigan has the defense to do it. Uh, but it's tough. It's still, you know, you're coming against a really good a te- a team that's uh, just beat Georgia. And and how do you, how do you argue that? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, okay, I'll go first. I'm going Michigan. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Michigan. I feel like it's it's definitely a pick game. And uh, I don't know. Michigan's been through a lot this year. 
They were, they had a lot of controversy. They came together a lot as a team. They have a lot of team pride. And uh, I think that shows out this game. And I, I think Michigan wins. What do you got? What are you, what are you picking, Derek? Picking Alabama. Alabama. All right. Because <clears throat> you talk, everything you talked about, what Michigan can do to win the game. Alabama could do the same exact thing to win the game. Their defense can stifle Michigan. And then they could just, you know, ball control. Yeah. That's the thing. I could see what the over-under on this game was like 30-something. It's going to be totally different games, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. Opposite, yeah. Uh, a, yeah, over-under is 24 and a half. So we got like a 24-20 game. game. Right. I just think, uh, you know, Dallas Turner, Kool Aid McKinstry, they've got those guys <laughs> that are. Yeah, they're, they they lost. They, those guys they got like five first round picks on that off on that team. So right. Yeah. All right, I mean, we're split. That, that, that's <laughs> a safer pick, and I'm gonna go Michigan too. For the only reason is because everyone expects Alabama. And I mean, it's Michigan's reputation on the line, honestly, for the next 20 years. It's their reputation. You know, when it comes down to recruiting, everything else, Jim Harbaugh knows it too. Like, if you, if they, if Michigan and Alabama played 10 times, Alabama should win seven times, but it's one football game. You know, it's Michigan's reputation on the line versus Alabama. Alabama loses the game. Nobody cares. Alabama has won multiple national championships. No one's going to question Alabama's reputation, even if they lose the game. Michigan, right. yes, they will. No, this it, is it's Michigan a big game for Michigan for that reason. Yeah. They have a lot more on the line than Alabama. And it I is think, kind of a big game. And I think it's not the de- – Alabama's defense is going to be stout. I think it comes down to Milrose. I think he likes to take chances. I think he's going to eat it at some point in the game. And I think Alabama, I think Michigan wins in a close game. See, I'll go with everything you just argued about for Michigan. I'll go with Alabama. They have lots to lose. How many of these players have won a national championship for Alabama? None of them, right? Right. One, what happens when Josh Jacobs, Tua, or someone comes back, an alumni comes back and they're like, oh, yeah, we've got three championships. You guys haven't done anything? True. It's, it's there's a very, lots to write on because it is that's, Alabama. That's what, you that's what, you that's only what, are supposed to win national championships. There's nothing that's, else. That's a legit, there's no good tries. You're right. Yeah. That's a legit argument. But all this noise about Michigan the last three years, you know what? They fell on their face. We're gonna see what they're made of. And honestly, McCarthy. It's all gonna come down to McCarthy. It's not going to come down to quorum. They're going to they're going to key on McCorm. It's going to come down to McCarthy. Are we going to see? Everyone thinks, oh, what round is McCarthy going to be in? 
Well, you know what? You ball out in the playoff. You might go from a fifth-round pick to a second-round pick. Well, he's projected to be a first-round pick, so that goes down. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, you won't know until he gets into the combine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. We'll see what happens. Yeah. He's projected to go to the Raiders, Wes. So he better play fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That would be a good pick for the Raiders. All right. So we got two Michigans and an Alabama. Uh, this should, should be a really good game. I, I can't wait to see this one. So, so that's uh, that's our college uh, predictions. There, I was a lot more excited for these games before, like all the transfers hit and all the people stopped playing, and things like that. But at least you know the 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 bowl games, the playoff games should be good. Get us something to look forward to there. Uh, let's jump into NFL. So the first topic we've got is uh, the Hall of Fame, right? So we talked about you've got the finalists for this year's Hall of Fame, and we're gonna we're gonna pick our five. Kind of comparatively, like it's interesting because when I've looked at this in the past, I feel like my top five is never the same as their top five. So I think there's always some kind of disconnect uh, that I have with with what these whoever's making these decisions. Um, but let's let's talk about uh, uh, we'll just we'll just go five down. Just give give one. You don't have to give your top five. Just give one. Say you know why do you think that guy should be in? Uh, let's see. Derek, why don't you go first? Well, I went, when I looked through it, and it's, this is why maybe you, you were, when I was doing my criteria, I I didn't double. So you say there's three receivers. Right, right. You're just I taking one receiver. One. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I took Andre Johnson. He wow. had, because he was more dominant. Um. Because Torrey Holt had less yardage, and Reggie Wayne had just a little bit more yards, but more seasons. Right. And they were both second fiddle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Marvin Harrison and Isaac Bruce were the number ones. Right. Andre Johnson was a seven-time Pro Bowler and four-time All-Pro. Yeah, and he played less years and had 200 less yards than Reggie Wayne. So that's why he was more dominating. Like if you looked at him, he was dominating force. Sure. I feel like at some point Reggie Wayne and Tory Holt will both get in, but they were also big, you know, their systems. Yeah. They were in gave them a lot more yardage. Yeah. Well, and so that's what I'm taking from Johnson. What about the argument that Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne have both won Super Bowls? I mean, did you name Andre Johnson's best quarterback he played with? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, yeah, you could you could definitely look at quarterbacks and say, you know, his quarterback wasn't good at all. But you know, and you I say, mean, if you're looking at the, the Colts had Edger and James, Peyton Manning, 
right? Uh, Marvin Harrison, the Rams had Marshall Falk, Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner. All of those guys are already in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's that's a, it's a real good argument for Andre Johnson. I just don't think they'll. This is why I think there's a disconnect that I don't think they'll choose him. Um, should he be there out of those three? I think there's a, the arguments you made are definitely solid. I mean, they're all going to get in at some point. Right, right. Eventually, wide receiver yeah. is such a logjam. It just, it just. <laughs> they're they're going to get in in due time. It's gonna happen. Yeah, there's questions. I feel like it's a thing where one gets in every year now. Right. Yeah, there's just too many of them. Wide receivers I mean, just there everywhere. Um, everywhere. Uh, if I if I'm going off the, this list of wide receivers, you know, I got to take Reggie Wayne. Uh, yeah, he played a little bit more, but he did have the yardage to back it up. He played with Peyton, so that helps. He played with Marvin Harrison, that helps. Um, you know, he gets a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I think they pick, and I I would probably at this point I think Andre Johnson. I mean, it's God, it's really tough. Well, it, it it also matters what you do in your career. I mean, Tory Holt actually won a Super Bowl. You know, I mean, Reggie Wayne actually won a Super Bowl. Dwight Freeney actually won a Super Bowl. Sterling Sharp actually won a Super Bowl. I mean, that, you know, of course you have stats. Okay, but, but there you go. Yeah. Give me anybody on Andre Johnson's team that's any good. It doesn't matter. It's not what they look at. Look at look at the way the NFL is now. Everybody freaking jerked off to fucking Brock Purdy for five weeks, right? And then he plays like crap. In a game, everyone dropped off him like in a second. You know, well, it's all about winning Andre football Johnson games. Three less years than Reggie Wayne, and has yeah. three hundred less yards. Three hundred less yards for three years. I know. Of I wonder course, if they're looking, be in the if, hall of fame. how much they're looking at. Maybe times they don't, but these people the don't have a brain. They they only look at results. Tony Vaselli made it last year. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it was twenty, thirty years ago. They looked at stats because they're smart. Nowadays, look at this. I mean, when's the last time a wide receiver won MVP? And it's stupid. I think when's Holt the last time a running back, a Christian you, McCaffrey, should win the MVP? It's gonna be. It's so, gonna be a quarterback. Okay, Wes. Last year, Joe Klecko got in. How many Super Bowls did he win? Darrell Revis got in. How many Super Bowls did he win? Because Joe Thomas hard. got in. How many Super Bowls did he win? Zach Thomas fall. got in. How many Super Bowls did he win? Sorry. Yeah, I don't know if Super Bowl's the same. Like, it doesn't mean that's a, a key indicator. I think when you're talking about him, that's when, I don't you, talk, when you start comparing the three. But also, Tory Holt and Reggie Wayne have both been five-time finalists. Yeah, that's true. Andre Johnson's new. So I can see them three times. Yeah, years. that's what I mean. It's like they could say, hey, these guys have been on the, the ballot five times. Like we got to put one of them in at this right. point. I feel like, yes, with receiver, it just 
everyone pays their dues and goes in. So I could see Andre Johnson having to wait. I am just saying, dominance-wise, he was better than the other two. Right. Well, and when you when you go make the argument, though, of Tory Holt played with Isaac Bruce and Reggie Wayne played with um, Marvin Harrison, you also got to mean, you also got to take the, the side of that take stats away from them. Right. So how good could Tory Holt be and how good could Reggie Wayne be if they're the Andre Johnson of their team getting 90% of the balls or whatever, right? Or well, the- and then what's his name? Matt Schaub right. was Schaub. his quarterback. <laughs> Come right. on. Right, but he again, I, I'm just saying, you can make the same argument for them losing stats to the guys that you say, you know. Well, they, I mean, they had Arian Foster, too. Right. Well, they now you're competing with Edgerton James, uh, mm-hmm. Marshall Falk. <laughs> right. Right, that's a lot of balls to their way. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot there. So, yeah. that's a good argument. It's a good, uh, and I would say, who do who would I rather have on my team? I think I would take Andre Johnson. You just lose Wes. Yes, lost Wes. Yeah, I, I would probably take Andre Johnson though if I'm picking one of the three. Right. You know. Uh so I think that's a good good way to look at it though. Like when you're picking when you're looking like take one one from each position. Because you can't see more than one and get it in. So um this was the other one. So one of the ones I was looking at is this Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney, Jared Allen. That one for me was really tough. Yeah. Because Dwight Freeney's like sneaky with how many sacks this guy's had in his career that most people don't know about. I mean, over that one period of time, you know, he was getting more sacks than anybody in the league, or at least him and uh, Mathis were. Well, I gotta see. So, what is um... uh, Julius Peppers? I think has the most sacks of the three. That's what I was saying. I was gonna pick Peppers, right? <clears throat> because he was the most dominant, right? Yeah, he had uh, thirty, almost yeah. Almost 45 more sacks. Yeah, he had, he had over 100, right? He, he's well over 100. Yeah, he's at 159.5. 150. Uh, he's at 125.5, so. That's not too bad. What about Jared Allen? Like, I'm, I've just never been a Jared Allen fan, so that probably, like, weighs in on my voting for him. He has more sacks than um, Freeney. Right. He's definitely solid, you know, Yeah, Kansas City and for Minnesota for years. 
I feel like this one comes down to it's just the same argument as um, Andre Johnson or, you know, Julius Peppers played on teams that never won anything compared to Dwight Freeney. Yeah, Dwight Freeney definitely played for a team that won a little bit more. But this, I think, yeah, this stands out a little bit more statistically to me and dominance-wise than than the previous would be that I think Julius Peppers was way more dominant right. than the other two. That's how and, I – I mean, I yeah. test-wise. Right. And he's a first – he's first ballot guy, though. I mean, he's a seven-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowler, almost 160 sacks. kind of have to. Right. Actually, if you're looking through – this list this year, I don't want to say it's um, underwhelming, but it's lots of guys that are okay. It is a little really, really good, but weren't like you know. I mean, it is a little underwhelming. So it looks Eric Allen, right, quarterback, Jared Allen, defensive end, Willie Anderson, really good tackle, um, Jahari Evans, good guard, but really Hall of Famer. Um, Dwight Freeney, Antonio Gates. Uh, he definitely should be on the list. Rod- Rodney Harrison, uh, Devin Hester. He's been on there a couple times now. Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, uh, then Julius Peppers, Fred Taylor, and then Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, Darren Woodson. All right. I think like Patrick Wilson didn't play enough. No, I think that's that's a hard one too. But he was so good when he did yeah. play. <clears throat> but he re- he it was more like he he just retired. You know what I mean? Right. The one I like to talk about is Fred Taylor. Right, because because he played in Jacksonville, he didn't have the All Pros or the Pro Bowls. Uh, but he has eleven thousand over eleven thousand yards rushing, and he has a four point six yards per attempt. The only two higher than him in the top fifteen rushing, because that's where he's about, is Jim Brown and Barry Sanders. Right. I mean, so John, John Riggins is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, statistically, he's been he was really good. And as you look at this list, man, it might be you might be able to sneak him on this list. He's a, again, he's a first timer though. I don't is he? Uh, Fred Taylor, first year, twenty twenty four. Oh, because a lot of people have been saying. Yeah, Time's a finalist, 2024. Oh, Time's a finalist. Right. I mean, maybe this is just for the in the top 15. Yeah, he this is the he was a semifinalist four times. Right. So his eligibility is way down now. Yeah. So, yeah, he's lost a lot of years of eligibility for that. 
So, yeah, I mean, since he's been lost so many years of eligibility, that could definitely move him up, I think. Um, and then Plus, when you, you look know, they at this put list, in last year, and now they got another right. Jack, Jack <laughs> Yeah, he can do it. So, I think for me, anyway, I, I mean, I, I think Antonio Gates gets in. Yeah. If I'm going to say who who's the only one I think is for sure getting in, it's got to be Antonio Gates for me. Right. Because statistically, yeah, I mean, what is, has there been Tony Gonzalez, you know? Of course. But, I mean, Antonio Gates' statistics are just crazy good when you look at all of his touchdowns and, and – and his statistics at San Diego. So I can see Gates getting in. And I think you're right. One of the receivers goes. So for me, there's two. And then I also think one of the defensive linemen goes. Since there's three of them, you got to choose one. Yeah. So I got Julius Peppers. I got Antonio Gates. I got Reggie Wayne. And that's where it gets hard. Right. Yeah, so uh, I'm almost like you, except I got Andre Johnson, and then I'm putting Fred Taylor in, and then it's <clears throat> one of the DBs. Right? Or yeah. or Devin Hester. The problem with Hester is... It's going to be hard for him to get in. but Well, he's so great a returner, but Dion was a great returner too, but also... A whole Hall of Fame corner, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Rod Woodson, Charles, you know, all these guys did something else, also really great. Well, and Hester has a lot of uh, eligibility left, so I think he's going to continue to be in kind of a hold. Yeah, because it's hard when you just, you know, this any special teams that's just a specialist, right. it's hard to get in. Yeah. But he, I mean, obviously he was the best, you know. I guess right. it's hard to argue his talent, too. Yeah. So, I, but I think he's got time. So I don't think it's this year. I definitely don't. I do think they're taking one of the, the DBs as well. But, but also, then you look at, so now if you're taking a DB, I mean, let's talk about just the offensive lineman for a second. I mean, I, I think Willie Anderson is a really good argument to get in. Right. Willie Anderson, yes, not Evans. I don't even no, know no. why. Uh, so I, yeah, exactly. I don't know why he's on the list either, but I think Willie Anderson has a really good shot to get in. Yeah, but I mean, it's so hard because I was also – so you got Darren Woodson, Rodney Harrison, and Eric Allen. Right. Woodson and Harrison are pretty much the same player, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and Allen was a shutdown corner on that vaunted Eagles defense. So it's a tough one there because they all are about and then comparable with all pros and pro bowls. They're all about the same. Yeah, and they all played about the same amount of years. Yeah. And then it's kind of a man, it almost feels like a namesake thing there. Where like Rodney Harrison to me has the bigger name. That's I was gonna go with Wes's argument though, and I was gonna go Darren Woodson. 
because of how, how successful the Cowboys were. Yeah. And right. he was the captain of that defense. Right, right. But I feel I I just feel like Rodney Harrison's in around the game much more, you know. He does a lot of commenta- commentating. He's on the sidelines for all these games. He's like he's like in, you know, he's like in the in the group. <laughs> well, isn't Woodson? I don't see him much, so maybe he is, but I just don't see him as often as I see Rodney Harrison. I thought he was doing something. Because Rodney Harrison's part of the ESPN crew, right? I thought he was the NBC. Is it is he for Sunday night games? I thought so. Let me check. Well, Eric Allen, let's see. Yeah, he's part of the NBC Football Night in America. I said Sunday Night Games. That's why I see him all the time. Yeah. And Eric Allen had pretty good stats. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he never – yeah, that, that's pretty tough. I think uh, this is just as hard as receiver is Yeah, in these three. So so you got – you're saying Fred Taylor, Andre Johnson. Peppers, Antonio Peppers, Gates. Antonio Gates. And then Woodson. Darren Woodson. Oh. So I I don't think I I think uh, I don't think they're leaving Willie Anderson out. I think they're taking Willie Anderson this year. I think they're taking Gates. I think they're taking Peppers. I think they're taking Harrison, and I think they're taking Wayne. Huh? That's my five. So that'll be a that'll be an interesting one. Uh, it's always uh, fun for that time of year to talk about Hall of Famers because that's that's one of the. I, I guess I, you feel like when you hear these guys talk about it, and you, the they just they're really excited about it. It's something big in their careers when they get to inducted or even finalists, things like that. That uh, I think this is important for a lot of the NFL guys. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk uh, last week's NFL. Uh, let's see, records 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 10 and 6. So not a lot of difference in, in our records, even though we picked a lot of different games. Yeah. I think the biggest, I mean, the biggest one is obviously we talked about earlier, you know, we both, we went with uh, the Raiders and the Raiders come out and they beat Kansas City at home. And it's not like that wasn't an important game for Kansas City. No. 
I mean, because now they dropped to nine and six. And are they still winning the division? Of course, you know, it's going to be hard for them not to win the division, playing the Chargers and the Bengals the next two games. Uh, but that's crazy things have happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I just think that's a big loss for them. Well, they uh, don't get a home. They were knocked out of home field. So this is going to be the first time, if they make it past the first round, then my Mahomes would have to play on the road. Right. So putting Kansas City to the test a little bit. And I think that said a lot for the Raiders, you know, the way they played. Uh, it seems like, you know, Davis is pretty happy with um, with the coach, with Pierce. Uh, you think he's sticking around? I hope so. I mean – They've got the number three defense and scoring defense in the NFL since he took over. Right. I mean, and Patrick Graham, the D coordinator, he gets lots of credit. And of course, news is coming out. So because McDaniels put restrictive stuff on him and he couldn't fully do the dude was putting some restrictive stuff on the defense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's hard to say, you know, what the season would have looked like, right, without him. You would think that they would have been a lot better. Yeah. But, you know, you could still be running with Jimmy G if that was the case. You never know. Just it could have been a whole different. Right. It could have played out differently. Well, my scenario is, Steve, you're going to love this one. Oh, yeah. The Bears are going to take Caleb Williams. They're going to trade Justin Fields to the Raiders, and it's going to be for like a third-round pick. Right. Jesus. Because Champ Kelly is probably going to be the GM who was the assistant GM in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, even – I've – you know, I've heard it, the argument both ways, obviously. But typically from the – the analysis and the, the the talking heads that I do trust a little bit or, you know, think like they have a little validity when they speak, almost everybody says on that side, it's not time yet to get rid of Justin Fields. Now, doesn't mean it's not being said everywhere. Like you're hearing it a lot of places, but like they said, from some, a lot of the people that I actually listen to and trust, I don't, and I don't think so. Um, I, I just don't, I don't think at this point, I think, who is it? It's either Wanstead or Cower, one of the two. He's like, he's like, do you really, do you really know that somebody you're going to take in the draft is better than what you have? I mean, you don't, you, you can't, you, I don't think you can come out for sure and say, I got to take Caleb because I know a hundred percent he's better than Justin Fields. I mean, I know Justin Fields is better, but the Cardinals, Kyler Murray was 100% better than Josh Rosen. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean it's not going to work out. And the problem is, is how hurt, I mean, Fields can't even stay healthy. Uh, you will, I mean, he definitely had a, that was a kind of a, a big injury for him this year. So that's, that's something to consider. 
And he was hurt most of last year, played through it. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a line problem. <laughs> so get Caleb Williams, come in and get him killed too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, they could they have another first round pick too. They could get another lineman. Yeah. That that scenario, we'll see how that one plays out. Um, I mean, I don't I'd be happy if I were you to get fields for a third rounder. Yeah, I would be. <laughs> but I think the uh, Las Vegas good things happening. Uh, I think you got a good coach in there. Their team looks totally different. You know, so much so much different there. Um and then to come out and win that game against Kansas City, that's, that's to me really shows them turning a corner. You know, that was a big one. And a surprise around the league, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people didn't see that playing out that way. All right. They were 10-point favorites. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Baltimore-San Francisco, even though it's not a huge shocker, it's still I still thought San Francisco would win the game at home. But Baltimore showed, you know, a little bit of both sides, you know, of offense and defense where that they they are capable of doing both. So that was uh that was a nice, I think it was a good thing for Baltimore going into the postseason here, now looking like probably the the power top team in the league after that win. Uh, is there anybody you could put ahead of Baltimore right now? I guess we'll find out this week, right? But I don't think so. It's hard. Because <clears throat> that's what Baltimore does, is they do stuff like this, and then they will lay an egg. But right now, no, I think they're the best. Yeah. I mean, after that game, you got you to gotta think that, I think. So that was a big game, too. Uh, Philadelphia, obviously, they they won their game, but still not looking that great. And a rip to Tommy Cutlets. His career is pretty much his his fame is over already. Right. It was good while it lasted. Good while it lasted, Mr. DeVito. Uh, Miami, uh, Dallas, that was a big game. It wasn't a high-scoring game as I thought it would be. Both those teams score a lot of points. Yeah. So that was interesting. And then, let's see. I think everything else besides, you know, I thought Indianapolis, I think Atlanta dominated Indianapolis, which was a surprise. Yeah, that was interesting. And then Pittsburgh against Cincinnati. I had Cincinnati there, and Pittsburgh just kind of blew him out. Mason Rudolph, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, Pickens at 200 yards, you know. It's like. So there were some big games. 200 yards, Cooper, because of Joe Flacco. Right. (laughs) Joe Flacco is going to lead the Browns to the playoffs. Well, I mean, they're pretty much in, right? They're 10 yeah. and 5. And so <clears throat> I, I can't see them not making the playoffs. Can you imagine 
the Browns Ravens as like the um, conference finals to see who goes to the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> That's that, at this point that looks pretty possible. Yeah. Uh, especially if Flacco can stay healthy. You know, because he's got the experience for it. That's that. That's the important part, right? You don't. I mean, and they have good skill position players. You know, it's not like Amari Cooper is a slouch. You know, he's he's always been a good receiver, right? Uh, and Joku's playing a lot better than he's played in the past couple years. Just think if they still had Chubb. Yeah. I mean, that's a big hit for them. So a couple things to talk about coming for this week is, one, you know, who we pick in, but also, you know, what these playoff scenarios look like, right? So let's take a look at, let's take a look at the standings right now. So right now in the AFC, you've got one, two... Two teams that have clinched. So yeah. you the Dolphins and the Ravens that have clinched. Ravens will clinch the one seed if they beat the Dolphins. Right. And that, that game's coming up. So that's a huge game. Um, but uh who else you got? So yeah, Cleveland at 10 and 5. It's hard to see them not going, right? So they're pretty much in because you got a lot of these teams here at eight and seven. Right. The Jets have been eliminated. Patriots have been eliminated. Tennessee has been eliminated. Chargers have been eliminated. Broncos are starting Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they've they've given up. <laughs> uh, so you got one. So you got you're taking four teams, one from each conference has to go, and then Cleveland goes. So that's five. So there's two other spots. Right. Well, the so Bills these, well, probably. Yeah, the, the Bills, Bills are nine best. and six. That means they have the next best record. They got the Patriots this week. Yeah, so I think the Bills are going. I think the Bills are in. They'll get in. It's going to come down to the seventh spot because mm-hmm. you got three AFC South teams. They're all tied all eight, eight and seven. seven. <laughs> Steelers, Bengals at eight and seven, and then you got the Raiders and Broncos at seven and eight. Seven and eight, right? The Raiders play the Colts and the Broncos the last two weeks. Okay, so that that can eliminate. They win both those games. That eliminates the Colts and the Broncos. Well, the Bengals got the Chiefs. And who are the Bengals? The Bengals got the Chiefs and why are you making this so hard to figure out? I wonder who Bengals with um, the Chiefs and the Browns their last two weeks. Right, right. So that's tough. Because the Browns really want to win that game. Yeah. That's going to make it hard for the Bengals to get in. Uh, Steelers. Let's see who the Steelers play here. 
Seahawks at in Seattle and then Baltimore. Right. That's really tough too. <laughs> I don't know, man. The Raiders might have a chance here. The Texans have the Titans and the Colts. Oh yeah, Texans. <laughs> yeah. And then while the Jacksonville's got the Titans and the Panthers. So Jacksonville right. probably wins that division. Yeah, but Trevor Lawrence might not be playing this week. Yeah. Luckily, they're playing the Panthers. So right, it could know, come exactly. down to the Raiders against the Broncos and the Texans-Colts game. Right. Because I could easily see the Steelers losing both games and Bengals losing both games. So that's that's I think it's gonna come down to that. Yeah, I think I think you're looking at the Colts or potentially the Raiders. Let's see if the Broncos got <laughs> well, they got the Raiders, I got Vegas. So God, it could be the Broncos beating the Raiders. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they, uh, what, they got the Chargers and the Broncos or the Chargers right. and the Raiders. Is that right? Chargers and the Raiders, right. So there's a lot of scenarios there. A lot of scenarios there in the AFC for sure. So right now, it looks like it's going to be Jacksonville winning their division, Kansas City win their division, Baltimore, Miami, Cleveland, Buffalo, and then... Right, Cleveland, Buffalo, and potentially the Colts, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Texans. I mean, that's all... Be any of those teams, but good. There's a chance for all of them, right? And the NFC is a lot easier, right? Because you already got one, two, three, four clinched, plus a division winner, right? So there's your there's your five, <clears throat> and then you got Vikings, Falcons, Packers, Saints. Bears still have a chance. Rams, yeah, not much in there. I think the Rams are looking like the favorite there for the next position. The Seahawks, it's going to come down to how they play, right? They 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 have a couple tough games. And they have the Steelers. They, oh, and the Cardinals. That's not too bad. So they no. got Steelers, Cardinals. They could win both those games. So the Seahawks still have a good chance of getting in. The Rams got the Giants. And the 49ers. Oh boy. <laughs> so that, that might not be good for the Rams unless the 49ers are resting people that week. Right. Um, so that might come down to like a, a number one seed thing. Right. So then you got the Vikings. Play the Packers, so one and one it's the other, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, so they're eliminating each other, and then the Bears play well, both of them. <laughs> no, they play no, the so the Vikings the got the Packers and the Lions. So that's tough for the Vikings. Um the Packers play the Bears, and the Bears play the Falcons. Right.
Yeah, there's there's no way the Bears could get in. There's too many scenarios there for them. But yeah. <clears throat> so I think you're probably looking at. I mean, what about the Saints? The Saints. Saints got the Bucks and the Falcons back to back. Oh, so they're really in charge there of their own destiny. Right. Because if the Bucks, I mean, if the Bucks beat the Saints this week, then I think it's pretty much foregone conclusion they win that division. Right, because then they got Carolina last game, and they're already a game ahead. So, <clears throat> yeah. So I think the the Rams, the Seahawks. I think the Rams actually they they might have a tougher road than the Seahawks. Right. With that 49ers game. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the Packers can come out and win both games. They still had a chance. Uh, but, man, Minnesota, that's a tough ask for them to beat the Packers and the Lions back-to-back to finish the season. So I don't know all the tiebreakers here, but just look here, Steve. Let's think about this. If the Bears win out, okay, they would beat the Falcons, knock them out, right? And the Packers, knock them out. They all would have nine losses, right? Right. If the Packers beat the Vikings, the Vikings have nine losses. Then it would become... Okay, the Rams lose to 49ers. They'd have to win against who they got? The Giants. Okay, so that might be the hard one. Right. <clears throat> the Seahawks could lose to the Cardinals and the Steelers. They would, the Seahawks have to lose both those games for sure. Yeah. And then their conference record would be then six and six, and the Bears would be seven and five. So they would they would have that tiebreaker. So the, the you could you could definitely eliminate. I, I the Rams would have the tiebreaker on no matter what. Though. Well, if the Rams lose to the 49ers... <clears throat> the oh no! Record. Then they'd be six and six in their conference, right? So that so actually they would be, yep. So yeah, I mean, basically you're looking at all these teams have to lose both their games, yeah. And some of them even play, but those are the seven and eight teams that play. Luckily, the eight and seven teams right. don't play each other, which is why Chicago is not mathematically eliminated yet, right? As soon as two- the Rams and the Seahawks win this week. Right, right. Yeah, that ends it for that. So, <clears throat> but, you know, look at Detroit here. We're looking at this. Detroit now 11 and four, right? Tied with Philly and San Francisco for potentially this home field. Yeah. Uh, downfall is, though, they have to have a better record because San Francisco is going to have a better conference record. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy. Three of their four losses are from the AFC. Right. Well, that's because AFC is better. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting there. 
Uh, but it, it, Detroit is right there. So that's. So I can't see San Francisco sitting for the last week because they got to win that game. Right. Because. The Lions, you got the Lions. Where are the Lions? They have a big game, don't they? Oh, yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, and, and Philly's got Giants and Cardinals, so they they should be on cruise control. Yeah, they've already gone the through their hard part. Right. So and Philly's probably got going 12, 13, and 4. Yeah, Philly's you know, going got the Commanders and the Rams. <laughs> yeah, the Rams are not an easy game for them. They should handle the commanders. Uh, who does Detroit have? Cowboys and the Vikings. Oh, yeah. So that's tough. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's not impossible, but both the Bears and the Raiders still have a chance. Yeah. Anything is possible. <laughs> oh, man. That's interesting. What's even crazier is the Raiders and the Broncos still have a chance to win the division. Yeah, no, that's uh, so the division record. Yeah, it's just two, three, and two. So the Broncos are both division games. Yeah, they've got um, got to be Chargers Chargers and Raiders. Raiders, right? So then they go four and two. Kansas right. City's got one more. So they lose, they go three and three. So Kansas City loses the Chargers. They go three and three in the, the division. Bengals. Right. And then they could lose to either of those teams who would be four and two in the division. Right. And have the tie break on them. Yep. Hmm. Boy, wouldn't that be something? That would be and, well. The crazy thing about that is, we're in a season where all the quarterbacks are getting hurt, but the Chiefs right. have Mahomes the whole year. Yeah, they're nine and six. Well, you know it's crazy about that though, because then you, if you do lose those two games and somebody beats you out for the division, you may not make the playoffs. Right. Because then you're nine and eight, and some of these other teams could finish ten and seven. So that's a that's an interesting scenario there. <laughs> Although it would be messed up though. Chiefs still make it in as a wild card and they get to play the AFC South. Right. <laughs> so then they get moved through the first round. Well, because... actually, no, they wouldn't. They would play uh like Miami because they would be the seventh seed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they made the wild card, yeah. Yeah. If they right. win the division, they'll well, they'll probably be the three seed. So they would get Buffalo. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that, that should be an exciting game, huh? All right, and well, then, let's get in. Oh, well, one more scenario: the Bills could still win the AFC East, right? Because the Dolphins have the Ravens and the Bills, but Miami's still in, regardless. But right. they could lose the division. If they lose both games. Right. Because one of them's to the Bills, and then Bills have to the head-to-head on them. 
Yeah, so that even I mean, if you're the Bills right now, you're just more worried about winning, making the playoffs, right? Right. Which they got the Patriots this week, right? Yeah. So I mean, this is this is the week that you say, "Hey, let's focus not on the division, but winning this next game." Right. Because I mean, I guess technically they won't clinch, but if they win, they're probably in. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even at ten and seven. If they lost week set eighteen, it's still it's still hard to not have not them not make the playoffs, right? Right. So sweet, let's get into our picks. Uh let's see, week seventeen. Uh that was week seventeen. These are week this is week this is week seventeen. Go. So two weeks left. All right, well, let's start Thursday night football. Jets at the Browns. What Trevor Simeon starting for the Jets? <laughs> you mighty Joe Flacco starting for the Browns. I got the Browns here winning in a yeah. pretty good defensive battle. But yeah, I got the Browns winning by six. Yeah, I'm on the same same boat there. I think they'll win by a touchdown at least. Uh, maybe more, but the Jets' defense is solid. Cleveland's defense is best in the league. It's at home for Cleveland. It's an important game for them. They just need to continue to win, you know, keep their confidence up, make the playoffs. So, in New York, the Jets, they don't have anything to play for, so it doesn't matter. Uh, game of the week here on Saturday, I think. Well, I think there's two really good games this week, so this is one of them. Uh, Detroit at Dallas. It's at Dallas, which is really hard for me. But I feel like Detroit has a chance in their minds to still get a number one seed. They have a chance to be like, hey, look at us. We're the best team in the NFC. And I think that matters more to them. And I think they want it more right now. And Dallas just doesn't look great right now. So I'm taking Detroit here in a close game. But to pull it out in Dallas. Dallas is favored by six at home. But I agree with you. But I'm saying because what does the Lions do best? They pound the rock, man. Right. What did the, the Cowboys don't do best is defending the run. Yep. When Micah Parsons can't just pin his ears back and rush the passer, Cowboys are not the one of the better defenses. Yeah. So yeah, I'm taking well, the Lions too. Yeah, when they all can't do it, like that, their 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 whole defensive line is good at rushing the quarterback, right? Um, and not good at stopping the run. So Detroit really has to play smart. They got to keep ball control. They got to not commit turnovers here to win this game, though. Uh, Patriots at the Bills. Big game for the Bills. What do you got? The Bills favored by 13. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take Bills winning by 14. This is big for the Bills. Yeah. And then look uh, here, you know, Josh Allen is leading 
the league in total touchdowns now. Right. And total turnovers, right? Probably. As <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, if you see them, like they've been getting on him about his turnovers, you know, and he's up there. I mean, he, he, it's like one of the numbers, but he also he runs the ball a lot, you know, and right. he, he doesn't slide. And, you know, so of course he's going to have a lot of fumbles. But either way, like if you're looking for a quarterback, like Josh Allen's kind of the guy you want right now. I mean, he is definitely slinging it. And it's New England, so it's in Buffalo. Must win. Got to go with Buffalo here. I don't know if they cover. A lot to cover. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. I got him by 10. I'm going to say they don't cover. Atlanta at Chicago. I mean, Chicago's chances are just so minute to make the playoffs. You you expect Atlanta to come out and win this game. But it's in Chicago. And it's in the wintertime, and Atlanta's a dome team. And they're going to struggle. And Chicago's just, you know, played good enough to win this game. So I got Chicago here by a touchdown at home. I agree. I'm taking the Bears on this one. <clears throat> the Falcons played really well last week, but now they're going to be like, oh, no, we don't need to use our good guys again. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm taking the Bears. This is where Justin Field stays a bear. Yep. If he can play well the last two games, then they'll be like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you give them a shot. To, you, if you're giving your team a shot to win – you know, especially after how poorly they started. And then, you know, and you hate to look back and say the games you should have won. But, yeah, you had some games that you absolutely should have won, which would have made your playoff scenario right now a whole lot different. You know? So, like I said, there's a lot of things you can look at there. But, yeah, I think Chicago should come to play. You no, know, That usually means they're going to lose, but we'll see. Uh, Las Vegas at Indianapolis. Oh, it's a tough one. What are you going to do? Are you going to ride with the Raiders? Oh, yeah. Since Antonio Pierce has taken over, they're only average, they're only giving up 12.5 points per game. So, I, I'm taking the Raiders. Their defense is looking like the 80s Raiders defense right now. They're running all over, tackling Malcolm Kuntz has become the person to be next to Crosby. Uh, the Since week eight, Coons and Crosby have had 74 pressures, 14 sacks, 17 tackles for loss, 32 quarterback hits, and four forced fumbles. I mean... Yeah, I mean, defense, they're, they're playing right now. And it is Gardner Minshew, and I like him, but I feel like sometimes he his magic leaves him, and I think this is a game where the magic leaves. Plus, the Raiders, you know, they've got a chip on their shoulder for more than one reason. Remember, Jeff Saturday beat them. Right. <laughs> and Jim Ursay talked so much trash and going, just win, baby, and, like, talking mad trash. So what better way than the Raiders to go into – 
Indianapolis knock the Colts out of the playoffs pretty much. Right, because that this is a big game for the Colts. I mean, obviously, big game for the Raiders if they still want to have a chance too. Right. You know, um, but Colts are tied right now. Right, so they're all tied right there. You got to win this game. It's a real tough one. Um, I'm gonna. Oh man, I'm gonna go. I gotta go with the Colts. I think. <sighs> I'd like to see the Raiders win. Keep those playoff chances alive. Oh, man, but I got to pick the Colts on this one. Although the way the Raiders are playing the last couple of weeks, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my original pick. Stay with the Colts there. Let's see, Rams at the Giants. I think the Rams have to win this game as well. Giants, nothing to play for. I don't think they had much to play for all year. Uh, Rams got too much offense. So it's not going to be close. I think the Rams by two touchdowns. Yeah, I agree. There's not much saying. Tyrod Taylor is now the quarterback, which is – He's decent, but the Rams, they need this game. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Giants are any worse off of Tyrod Taylor playing quarterback, to be honest with you. Um, but the Rams really – and they've looked pretty good. I'll give them give them that. The Rams, their passing game right now is off the charts. Uh, with with Cooper being back 100%, Nakua's playing great. Uh, Arizona at Philly. Uh, Philly should and will win this game. Uh, this is it's not a it's an important game for them. It's not just like, hey, this game doesn't matter. Like if they want to stay up there in the division and in the conference, they have to win the last two games. And so you can't take Arizona lightly. So I don't think Philly blows them out, but you know, I got Philly by 10. Yeah, I think it's going to be closer than 10 because you got the Cards head coach is the uh, former defense coordinator of the Eagles. So right, yeah, interesting there. I still think the Eagles have enough to pull it out, but it will be dicey. But they'll end up winning. I haven't won. I mean, so, you know, I mean, you look at Philly, right? You have, you've lost your, your defense coordinator. And offensive coordinator. Right. And you lost uh, three of your last four games. But, you know, you meet the Giants and you got the Giants again. (laughs) You got the Cardinals. So it's not, you don't have to play the toughest. But, you know, what does that say for Philly going into the playoffs, though? I mean, through the hard part of their schedule, they lost, you know, <clears throat> are they a favorite? Me, it's so hard. I, it's not like I want to bet with them, but I could see them still going to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. once the playoff comes, anything can happen. But if you look at it, only the Niners. I think it's the Niners and everyone else on that side. Yeah. 
they kind of they do look like the 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 favorite, right? Um, and Philly, that's what I'm saying. Philly just doesn't look like they did to me, right? At this point, last year, like last year, at this point, I, you really like, man, Philly's probably going to the Super Bowl, right? And I don't have that. I don't have that feeling for them right now. So, so we'll see if they can turn it around here in the last few games. Uh, let's see. So next game, Tampa. Who's New Orleans at Tampa? Uh, really big game for both of them. What do you got here? Yeah, you know, I'm taking the Bucks here because it's a home game, and the Saints have been so up and down this year. I got to go with the team. That actually, I remember at the beginning of the season, Steve, you're like, can I really keep taking the Bucks? <laughs> and now look, they'll probably be in the playoffs. So, I know, man. <clears throat> yeah, with a 500 record. Yeah. <laughs> actually, no, they'll, they'll, uh, cause they win their last two games, what they go, uh, nine and eight and seven, nine and seven. Yeah, nine and seven. Nine and they're, seven. They're, Uh, so yeah, it'll be 10 and seven, 10 and seven because they got two yet. They win their last two, they go 10 and seven. That's not terrible. Uh, and they've won their last four. Is the problem is they're hot right now, you know, right? Uh, they're feeling good. Uh, Mike Evans is playing off the charts, so yeah, they uh, they look like that they're going to go to the playoffs here and win this division. So I I can't trust the Saints at all. So I have to go with Tampa here as well. Um, I think they win by you know a touchdown, maybe more. San Francisco at Washington. I mean, what's there to say about this? San Francisco is going to be mad, playing upset after this last game, and they're going to take it out on Washington. Yeah, uh, so this is going to be a beat down. Yeah, there's Probably no even point in twenty. This one. <laughs> Probably by twenty, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Not much to say about that game. Uh, Carolina at Jacksonville. I mean, do you even pick Carolina to win ever? I mean, it might be C.J. Beathard playing, so we'll see. But <laughs> I still got the Jags winning. Yeah, I mean, Jags need the game, right? They're tied for the division lead. They still look like, you know, they can win the division pretty easily because their last two games aren't tough. Uh, so Jacksonville has to win this game here. I think it'll be closer, obviously, with um, Trevor Lawrence not playing. But I still think they at least win by a touchdown. Uh, what's before we go to the next game? What's the situation in Carolina right now? Like, are you still comfortable with Bryce Young? Is he still your guy? Like, I, I've been a lot of knocks on him this year. I mean, he's a rookie. You got to give him more time. Remember, like Peyton Manning. Will- Led the league in interceptions his rookie year. Troy Aikman was like one in fifteen his rookie year. I mean, there's nothing. What do you got? You traded. You traded away your picks and DJ, your best receiver. Yeah. 
So yeah, the cupboard is bare. Right. <laughs> the cupboard is bare for sure. Supposedly the he, rumors are they're going to go after the Detroit OC Ben Johnson and give him like 15 million a year. Yeah. Well, I so. guess the, yeah, I mean, you look at it. I mean, his stats aren't horrific, you know, 11 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Uh, he just, you know, not a lot of attempts, 60% completion, but his average 5.6, that's bad. Well, it's just he has nothing around him. A lot of sacks. Yeah, not a lot to throw to. I don't know, man. I, I guess the the hard part is, is like, I mean, I hate to go at his size, you know, because it's always been a knock on him. Right. But now you've got this 5'10", you know, 190-pound dude, because that's not – you know, you make the Peyton Manning, Manning comparison, right? Peyton Manning is uh, – let me pause this real quick. What's going on here? Uh, Peyton Manning, you know, he's 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 that prototypical quarterback. You know, he's, he's tall enough. He's got the arm strength. You know, he's got the pocket presence. He's got a lot of stuff you want. When you talk about, oh, he's just a rookie, and and we're gonna hang our hat on him, right? Bryce Young for me isn't that guy. I don't think he ever was, so I, I didn't understand him being the number one overall. Well, at least the trade up, right? So now that worries <laughs> me. It worries me when he doesn't play particularly well, and there was already question marks. So right, we'll see what happens to him long run. Uh, yeah, so other game of the week here, Miami at Baltimore should be a good game. Baltimore at home, right? It's helpful. Three and a half. Yeah, what do you got here? I've taken the Ravens. Uh, Waddle probably won't play, Hill is still kind of banged up. I just don't think the Dolphins can go into Baltimore and win. So I got the Ravens by seven. Yeah, boy, it's a tough ask for, for the Dolphins here. Um I think they I think they do win the game, though. I am gonna go with Miami. I mean, that's tough, you know. Waddle being banged up and and uh, on the road gets one of the best teams in the league. The problem is I think Miami really needs to win this game. Baltimore obviously wants to win the game too. So that I guess that's no excuse for Miami to win it, but no, I think that we'll, we'll see what have that Baltimore defense is for real, I guess. Uh, they looked great against San Francisco. So if they come out and they shut down Miami as well, I think you you're looking at you're probably your your Super Bowl favorite. So it's a big game for for Baltimore right. here, but I'm gonna roll with Miami. Just got a feeling. <laughs> Tennessee at Houston. Uh, Tennessee's eliminated already. Houston needs to win, but I don't think they're they're healthy enough to win. I don't know if Stroud's back or not. Uh, limited in practice this week. But they're still missing the the wide receiver group, 
you know right that's the tough part right so even with a backup quarterback a lot of limited options on who to throw the ball to uh their running game hasn't been particularly strong i don't know oh jeez i don't know i'm gonna go with tennessee i'm gonna take tennessee here i think houston's too banged up i think derrick henry's gonna get the ball up i'm taking tennessee also <laughs> i feel like yeah texans are banged up they're young they need another they're like the lions last year where it's just you know, you're not your year you're you did really well but right so. not the year to get over the that hump yet right right and you know good job let's focus on next year <laughs> uh, although it's not over right obviously it's not over for them and right. uh and maybe they find a way to win. It's at home, you know, and it's Tennessee. So it's not like they're playing a good team. Right. Uh, who, do they, who do they finish with? They finish with the Colts. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. So that's a, that's the way to finish right there. They, they win both games. Jacksonville loses one. Hey, they're right there. Yep. Uh, Pittsburgh at Seattle. This should be an interesting game. Yeah, I'm just uh, Gino's back. I got to take Seattle here. It's at home, and they're just a different animal at home. And the Steelers, you know, I don't think you could expect Mason Rudolph to have two good games. Right. So, yeah, and this, Seattle's defense is a little bit better in the secondary, of course. And they're um, and they're at home, so I think like like Seattle has to win this game too. Even though I think mean, it's a must win for both teams, really. Right, you got a so lot of games should... this week. You got some games that are like eh, and then right. lots of must win games. Yeah, this is this is a dogfight though, because neither of these teams are playing particularly good football, but they both show moments of it. They've won big games recently. Um, and so this is going to be a scrappy game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Seattle in a close one, getting that last-minute field goal. So I'm, I'm going to take the Seahawks as well. Chargers at Denver. I mean, Chargers just look like the worst train wreck you've ever seen. So I wouldn't pick them to beat a college team right now. Although they played decent against Buffalo, um, I, I just don't. I don't think that they're they're up for playing. I think that last game was like, "Hey, look, we can still play. Whatever, we're going to try real hard." But now they're just like, "Whatever, the season's over. It's done." And Denver has something to play for, and they're at home, so I'm going to roll up Denver by a touchdown. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm going to go Denver. But they're dysfunctional completely, too, though. Right, right. Jared Stidham. They're basically telling their team that they gave up on the season, even though they're still in the playoffs. It's deja vu. This is what the Raiders did last year, right? Right. So I could see easily see the Broncos losing here, but it's at home, so I'm going to take them. It's a, it's, it's a weird time to bench Russell Wilson. 
Well, they don't want him to get injured. It's the Derek Carr thing. If he gets injured, they have to pay him. Right. So they can release him at the end of the year and not have to pay him. Yeah. Right. So they're just they're just like, yeah. I mean, and that's weird when you're not eliminated from the playoffs, but at the same time, it's a business. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the crappy thing, I guess, about the whole thing, right? Right. And you know, yeah. And then you lose to the Patriots last week, that game against the Texans. Yeah. Because that was what's interesting. If you look at that Texans game, right, they throw the interception in the end zone. Let's say it's a touchdown and set. And, yeah, you're, you you Lions are a better team. But then now you're, you know, one game ahead of where you're at right now. So they're, what, 9-6 and six instead of 8-7? and seven. Or – No, they're 7-8. and eight. Um, no, I meant going into the Patriots game. Yeah, be yeah. They have a chance to go nine and six, right? Right. So then that Patriot game becomes more important, and you you may not lose to a team like the Patriots. So it's just it's just that's a I guess that's the way it falls in the NFL. But you they were at you know one two three four five one five in a row up to that Texans game. You know, six out of seven through the Chargers game. So it's just a weird, it's a weird season. It's a weird way to finish your season when you you've won that many games to finish out your season, right? Especially after starting one and six, <laughs> one and five. I mean, wow. Uh, so Broncos have been surprising, but yeah, they could definitely. They are dysfunctional right now but i think i think stidham can play well enough to to beat the chargers you would hope but you never know <laughs> um cincinnati at kansas city i think at home like kansas city's kind of a must win for them i mean i'd like it's to see cincinnati yeah i mean yeah cincinnati is definitely still playing for their playoff life Uh, Browning has looked pretty good. I'd like to see Kansas City lose this game, but I just don't think they will. The Cincinnati just did not look good last week against the Steelers. And so that's what worries me about this game. Although, you know, Kansas City's having their own troubles. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City also. I just, I don't think the bank the Bengals were not, it had a nice story, but it's kind of over now. Right. Yeah, and losing Burrow and all that. Uh, Green Bay might not play, so <laughs> right. <laughs> Green Bay at Minnesota. I'm going to take the Packers here because I think Jaron Hall's going to start for the Vikings. So, wow, I'm going to take the Packers here by three. Well, this is my chance to catch back up with you. <laughs> I'm taking the Vikings. It's at home. I don't. I don't know. This, this game could go either way. To be honest with you, if it was in Green Bay. I'd be. I'd take Green Bay right. because it's in Minnesota, and I don't trust Green Bay at all. And but I don't you know Minnesota? Obviously, you don't even know who they're going to be playing at quarterback by the second quarter. You know, so but they have a lot of weapons in Minnesota, right? So if you can just get them the ball, you'd be all right, but. 
Um, I need that swing game too to catch you. So I got Minnesota there at home. Yeah. So week seventeen, that's that's the that's where we're at. I mean, we talked about scenarios obviously already. It's gonna be kind of crazy here going into week eighteen. Uh, once these these games play out, it will take out some of the the last few like real crazy scenarios, and it will yeah. come down to like very specific games. Right, and that's my favorite part about the end of the season is when it's. You know, you win and you're in type type games. Those are real fun to watch. Yeah. I'll wrap it up. Not a lot to talk about with HSC podcast now that we're all out. Disappointing, disappointing playoff loss for me. God, my team just played horrible. Didn't give me any points. Couldn't even beat a team that didn't even switch his guys. McCaffrey scored like 40 one game, 30 another game. I was like, yep. he pretty much single-handedly beat me. And now it's two guys who haven't even <laughs> ran their get teams are going in the finals. Yeah, we were talking about this on Christmas and Christmas Eve, and it's just like, how how does this happen? I mean, we've had teams that haven't played pick their teams before people gave up first week, second week and just did nothing. How does it happen where these two teams happen to have great, good records, two of the better records and now continue into the playoffs? I don't know. It's kind of, it's crazy. (laughs) It's, I don't know. That's where we're at though. You know, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, disappointing year for me again. It's it's always something. It's either injuries or just the, my team decides not to score any points. Right. Then I had my alarm set that then so that I didn't get Hill out of the the lineup because I was like, ah, oh, he's gonna play, and of course he doesn't. Oh man. What a what a what a weekend. But we'll keep it updated anyway. See who the best of the <laughs> the non-drafting changing teams are and who's gonna win it. I mean, obviously it looks like Big Mike because he finally got made a substitution. healthy and <laughs> did you see he finally made a substitution? What happened? No, he actually is playing now. He made a substitution because he had uh, Keenan Allen in. And he puts in Brees Hall, who gets 40. (laughs) I'm like, dude, come on. There you go. Right. So At least he's playing. He did something, though. Apparently, when you do sub, you just make it that much harder. So... So I think Big Mike's looking at the uh, the championship here. Yeah. He uh he sent me his ring size. Nice. <laughs> he's like, it's my ring size. <laughs> so he knows he's winning. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe, like, YouTube, comment. Uh, if you're listening on uh, Spotify, appreciate listens. Uh, any comments? We do have the, uh, you know, what'd you like, not like about the episode. And since we are getting uh, more listens and impressions now, please, uh, please feel free to comment on that. And uh, we'll try to change what we can and, and make the episodes more enjoyable for you. So thanks, everybody. See you next time.